Hello, and welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo, and I am the founder and the director of the Four Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories, and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local, and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Today I am joined by Julissa, owner of La Escuelita de Sofia. Hi, Julissa. Hola, nice to be here. I'm so excited to um, have you interview me. Wow, yes, I feel special. And this is a really special episode because it is Friday the 13th. And we are in spooky season, and you and I are the we partner on Boo on Masha Lou. Yeah. So uh, we'll speak a little bit about that later, but happy Friday the 13th, and it's officially spooky season. So, Julissa, you are the youngest of eight children, and you have three daughters. You're from Ecuadorian descent, and you are second generation. Your pregnant mother immigrated to the United States with you inside, searching for better opportunities. She made a sacrifice and left all of her seven other children behind in order to provide a better life for all of them. While in the U.S., uh, your mom had three jobs. She was a seamstress at a factory. She sold Amway, Avon, Tupperware, and jewelry. You were born in Spanish Harlem, but would always go back to Ecuador for the summer. Your mother's sacrifice, love, hard work, and ambition made you who you are today. While your mother was working all day, your aunt would take care of you. Your aunt taught you how to read and write in Spanish. You say, I owe my aunt for the love, for my love and passion I have for learning, teaching, and speaking Spanish. Jalissa went to Walton High School, belonged to the peer tutoring program, and assisted her French and Italian teachers. This experience was the beginning for love of languages and teaching. Jalissa went to Lehman College for a BA, the College of New Rochelle for an MA, and went back to Lehman College for another MA in Spanish literature. You have taught for over 30 years, high school, middle school, elementary, and college levels. About 10 years ago, La Escuelita de Sofia was born. It all started at home on the weekends and after school. Uh, then one of the moms suggested to open a daycare, and that's how Escuelita de Sofia came to be. So welcome, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. You said it all. Why am I here? Uh-huh. So <laughs> it seems your mother was very important to you and was a major is a major reason why you are who you are today. Totally. Like um, like I you know like you read. What was her first name? Uh, Maria. Maria. So my mother is 86 years old. She's in Ecuador. Okay. And she came to this country by herself with me inside of inside of her. And she left all of her seven kids behind and made a big sacrifice. And she worked at many different jobs. She's, you know, she taught me what hard work meant. You know, the hard work um, and all, you know, the, the dedication that um, it needs to, you know, to be successful. So you grew up with your mom hustling like crazy. She was a hustler, no doubt. My and mother was a hustler. And you were kind of like an only child because your siblings weren't here? Yeah, so basically when she came to this country, I was the only child. I hadn't met my dad until I was eight years old. Wow. And she had all these jobs, left me with different babysitters and my aunt, like you said previously. And she was working all the time. And she would take me along, you know, uh, Spanish Harlem, collecting money. So I think I learned some of that from her. 
the business perspective. Right, because you are a hustler. You never stop. I try. And that's why we get along or we don't get along because we're like two A-type <laughs> personality. Um, but, you know, this is what people don't understand. When immigrants come here, and you saw this firsthand, you have to work extra. Your mother did not speak English when she came exactly, here, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, that's one of the things that I didn't uh, include in the bio, but my mother came to this country, didn't know the language. So can you imagine how harder it was for her? You know, like all the immigrants that come to this country, you know, we could start from the, with the Irish, with the Italians, right. and so forth and so forth. So it was very difficult for her, but I was there to translate. And this was before the city and had resources for people who speak Spanish. This was a time where, you know, people were not catering to people who didn't speak other languages. Well, it was know, just it, English. Yeah, during that time, I believe in the 70s, don't, I don't want to give my... Don't give your age, age away now, lady. But in the 70s, they were, they would put the children that did not speak um, English in, um, in the special ed classes. Oh. So those kids were all mixed. All the kids that had, you know, disabilities were also with the children that did not speak the language because they didn't have a program that would, you know, teach. They didn't have like a bilingual program for those kids right. that came. So to those this kids were already at a disadvantage because the curriculum was not what they were supposed to be learning it in wasn't special at ed, that right? Time and that that changed. Uh, luckily for for um, for you know for the children um, in the community. Right. So you were like, okay, my mother sacrificed so much. I got have to get an education. I have to do something. Well, definitely, uh, getting an uh, the uh, getting an education was like a uh, priority in my mind when I was growing up because you know uh, I grew up in the ghetto. I could say that I grew up in the ghetto. Although I would go back and forth to Ecuador, um, I knew how hard it was. I I go I go back to the ghetto to just you know tell myself you know what I came from there oh nice so it's okay but it was hard for my mom and it was far hard for all of us to you know to get a degree right. but getting a degree was very important to me um, and I made sure that I went to college and got you know as you know as you said before got a, a BA MA etc et so you have three degrees I do that's amazing and it's, you should be so proud because you really, your mother came here with nothing. Nothing. And look at you, you're a business owner. Well, that came later. Yeah, you know, but you know, this is like, <laughs> your mom must be so proud. Like, wow. She is proud. Uh, however, my mother always saying, oh, I, I don't think I did enough. She feels that we're, I don't she know. She didn't she, do enough. She feels that she didn't do enough. Wow. And that's what, you know, women, we put these, we put these pressures on ourselves. Exactly. And she probably did more than oh my you God. could ever do, you know? Can you imagine three jobs? No, no partner. Him. You leave your partner, right? Like you're literally by yourself in a country. She, was by she had a baby here by herself, right? Yeah. I can't, I Insane. cannot even imagine. You know, I just... I remember like walking through, let's say, Span Spanish Harlem. There's snow all over. It's cold. I'm holding my mother's hand. I think I was four. She's, she's going from one house to the other, collecting her money. And then when I get a flat tire in Paramus, New Jersey, I'm like, Mom, help me. <laughs> Call AAA. <laughs> so, so you are a teacher. 
Yes, I'm a school teacher. You're a school teacher as okay. well. That's my profession. I'm a school teacher. Okay, and you enjoyed this, different levels, all these different kids. I love teaching. Whoever knows me knows that I love teaching. I have this passion that I don't know what to do with it. I love teaching, especially children. I've taught high school, middle school. I taught, I taught college. But the best age is, uh, you know, elementary or younger than that. The babies. Because they're babies, because they love me. They're, and they don't talk back so much, no, right? They like they, they're happy with a they crayon. And like, the high school kids forget about it. Oh, man. They tell you, what, they tell you about life. Um, but, you know, I see your posts. Your social media is so great. And I don't want to, like, I get excited because I just love Escolitas. I want to find out, at what point were you like, okay, I'm a teacher. You had three young kids at the time, right? Well, yes. I had three. Yes, kids. three children. So you're a wife, a mother, you're a teacher, a full-time gig. And you're like, okay, let me. Well, I I didn't include that in my bio, and I don't know I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, when I started Escuelita, it just happened. It was like an accident, kind of. Um, I was looking for a school for Sophia. Sophia was little. That's so, your youngest. Uh huh. My Sophia is my youngest, and uh, she's half Italian, and I wanted her to be trilingual, and I wanted her to learn Italian. Right. I said, oh, let me find a school. So I started my search, and I couldn't find one. And then I finally found one in Yonkers. So I'm driving around. I'm like, where is this school? I don't see a building. It was weird to me. So I finally found this house. I'm like, oh, that's the school. Wow. So I felt a little bit, uh, I I wasn't sure about it because I'm a school teacher, so I was expecting a building. So sure enough, I called the lady. I'm like, Carolina, is this where am I in the right place? She's like, yeah, I teach Italian in my own home, in her basement. And I went to see her, and I loved it. I'm like, wow, that's what I used to do with my own kids. Right. And so that stayed in my mind. And so it's like a daycare where you learn languages. Exactly. So La Escolita de Sofia is a daycare. You know, we take kids that are two. Uh, all the way up to five. Um, fully licensed, fully every, we're everything. We're fully licensed. Uh, we're in Mashalu Avenue, just in case, if you don't know. Okay. Um, but Mashalu where, just in case Mashalu people... Avenue, North Riverdale. So uh, you could contact me, you know, through Instagram if you want. But anyway, getting back to how okay. Escolita got started, uh, that stayed in my mind, and years passed, and then I'm like, you know, why don't I do this like after school? Yeah. And I used to teach my neighbors upstairs. I still remember Ryan and Kenny. They moved to um, Connecticut. And we started, I started teaching them in my house after school. And then I said, you know, why don't I do this on the weekends? And then during the weekends, I had all these people in my house. And I was teaching Spanish. I was singing with them. We were singing, dancing. They were learning Spanish. And I'm like, oh my God. I don't. I, I can't fit them all here. So one of the moms suggested that I started a daycare. I'm like, what? Are you crazy, Gabby? Her name is Gabby, by the way. Gabby. So if you're listening to this, hola. She's um, <laughs> across the Tapazine Bridge, and she uh, gave me the idea of starting a daycare, and that's what I did. And that's so all the kids in these. So what time is like drop off, pick up? If Seven. I'm a parent, I need childcare. You care. should have a child, okay? Oh, you gonna give me a discount? <laughs> Definitely not. Are you get a discount? <laughs> so what's like the deal? I'm a parent. What? When do I drop off? Pick up? Well, you know we have drop off as early as seven a.m. Oh, 
Yes. Okay. And late as, let's say, 5.45 to 6. It all depends. But we have a very flexible, uh, if you, let's say, in the morning, you want to you wanna have breakfast with your child and you want to drop him or her off a little bit later, that's okay. We're very flexible. Okay. And I think flexibility is the most important key. Exactly. To child care. I don't have kids, but my good friend of mine was looking for child care. It's not easy. It's not easy to... to find it and work around your schedule. Like, what if you start at six in the morning, you know? It's, I know. There's no place, really. So, the only thing I wanted to say, um, Laura, is that La Escuelita de Sofia is, we're actually the only dual language preschool slash daycare in the Bronx. What? We're the only center. And, you know, we teach Spanish throughout the day. It's not like one hour here, one, no, it's not throughout the day. So, your child will be exposed to the language, uh, to Spanish, specifically throughout the day so it doesn't matter if the kids are hispanic latin all the kids are just exposed yes it doesn't matter so one of the things that i wanted to tell people um is that even though the, the name of the school is la escuelita de sofia you know we take everyone you don't have to be bilingual um send your child here you know we would we would teach your child spanish and and, and hopefully your child will be uh, fluent by the time he leaves La Escuelita de Sofia. Right. I think it's amazing. I think it's a, it's a one-shot, it's a one-stop shop, right? Because I know so many, my mother always was very passionate. I don't know if you agree with this. Children need to learn a language and they need to play an instrument. Yes. One of, they, this is how you learn. Definitely. So a, a lot of the things that we do in Escuelita, you know, of course, the language is number one, but we also include Taekwondo okay. with Ronald. I don't know if Ronald's listening to this, but we do ta- Taekwondo. We offer that in, um, in the Escuelita. Uh, music, uh, movement is very important. Uh, singing, dancing, uh, moving around. It's very important for the children uh, to learn, and they say that children learn faster uh, when they're exposed to other, let's say, subject areas. And I've seen it myself because, um, you know, I know a few of your teachers, and you see the children, like, if I'm with, like, uh, you know, Frida. Frida's one of your teachers. Yes, She's amazing. Frida. Hola, Frida, if they you're say, listening to this. Miss Frida, Miss Frida. <laughs> they come running down the street, like, Miss Frida. Like, it's such a safe space for them. And it's such a home. And do they have to be potty trained? They don't have to be potty trained at two years old. Uh, we don't expect them to be potty trained because, as you know, some children learn faster and some children don't. So it all depends on the child. So they don't have to be potty trained at two. Okay. And um, two is the youngest you'll take? Two is the youngest. Um, I recommend for those uh, moms that are thinking ahead. I just I just got a call yesterday from a mom who hasn't conceived. I'm like, wait a minute. It's too early. <laughs> the baby has to be here. <laughs> I'm like, work at that first. That's like my personality. <laughs> <laughs> like a year. Not even. But anyway, contact us a year prior because this way you can put your name on the waiting list. We're a small school. I don't take more than 15 kids because we want to provide that one-on-one dedication to the child. And it's very difficult when you have a huge school. How can you do that? You You can't. Not well. Two to five? Like, what's the oldest? Uh, Before school, right? Yeah. Like, like once a kid goes in pre-K four... Well, you know, the, uh, some of the, most of the, ch- the children stay with me until they're four. Four, okay. But they, cu- they come back for summer camp. So okay. So when they could come back for summer camp, you know, uh, if they're old. And you do not have an after-school program? I don't, not currently. Okay. I don't have an okay. after-school. Okay, and, um, you know, 
do you um, are you accepting of children with special needs? Do you have any of these children? Well, that's a good question. Thank you, Laura. Of course, because I forgot to mention I that. I know quite a few people who have children on the spectrum that are looking for something for them. Yes. So um, before we talk about that, I wanted to mention something I didn't want to forget. You know, now La Escolita de Sofia is um, ac- accepting children uh, that get childcare subsidies, like vouchers. Moms okay. know this uh, as vouchers. So, mom, if you have, let's say, an ACS voucher or a DOE voucher, we are accepting That's that huge. right now. So I wanted to mention that before I forgot. I don't think it's out of your reach. There are ways that your child can can be part of this, you know. Yes, this. because, you know, we try to help those moms. I used to be one of those moms when my girls were little who could not afford uh uh, child care. I love that. That's a more inclusive. That's so, very inclusive of all to, types of mamas. And you mentioned special needs. Yes. We have some children now currently that uh, require extra services and the the therapists they come to La Escuelita were very open you could come uh, we have speech therapists we have OTs PTs they come to La Escuelita and the parents can come too yes so uh, most of the times the therapists are the ones that come um, and give the child the services that they need Great, great. I know, <clears throat> I'm not an expert on this, but we had a, an event at a children's shelter. It was a carnival. And the kids went crazy. There was a few kids there on the spectrum for sand art. They yes. just like to pour the sand from one thing to the other. I, I don't know if you've ever done yeah, that, so sand that's, art. That's, um, you know, that's, those are sensory activities. Uh, La Escolita de Sofia is big with sensory activities. We do that a lot. Uh, and the children learn through those uh, games or activities where they use their hands. It helps their fine motor skills. Um, so that's all the children do that. But the children that are, that have special needs enjoy it, enjoy them more than the regular kids. Right, right. Um, so, so it's just English and Spanish. It's a dual language. It's dual language. Now, I want to ask you, this is like a juicy question I want to ask you. Because if I, <laughs> if I was like, mic? <laughs> I know your other daughter, Anna. I do not know your oldest. I would be like a little upset. Like, excuse me, why does Sophia get this school name after her? I'm a daughter of this woman too. What, what's up with that? Like, are they? Well, because I have three girls. I am not going to tell them how, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you how old they are, but they're older. They're two older. They're, they're adults. They're adults. They're women. I had them um, with my first husband. Right. And then I met my, my second husband, and I had Sophia, and she's the youngest, so I guess she gets the name. <laughs> she's the baby <laughs> of the house. And she's the reason why you started this, because you were looking for a school for her. Well, yes, she is the reason, and she actually did my logo. I don't know if, really? um, if you guys know that. She actually drew it, and I think she was five. Wow. I don't really remember. And I'm like, Sophia, can you draw something like, I don't know. She's like, what? I said, can you draw something that could describe La Escolita? So if you see my logo, you have, uh, let's say, a ball. Okay. Like they play soccer. Uh, if you see my logo, you see a piano, uh-huh. piano classes. So all these, oh, you see a pencil, et cetera, et cetera. So she drew it, and I kept it. But I always forget to tell people how. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know that myself. So your five-year-old designed your logo. That's so personal. I know. She should do another one. <laughs> That's so personal. So um, you live in Riverdale. Yes. So I've been living here for 20 years. I love this community. Okay. I know you do. I do. And, and I, you're very passionate about I it. I love it. So my girls went to RK. Okay. And I always tell the people when they ask me, oh, where should I send my kids to, let's say, middle school and high school? 
I'm like, RK, where are you going to send them? Oh, there's some schools in Manhattan. I'm like, why are you going to Manhattan? You are in Riverdale. Right. Leave your kids in Riverdale. You want the kids to walk around their community and be safe and feel safe and know your neighbors. You want to know who your kids are. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so you love RK, eh? Yes. The, what's there? They're tigers? That's their mascot? Yeah, the tigers. tigers. Yeah, yeah. The tigers. I see the sweaters. So you love to go out. You love the finer things in life. You love good food and like, like the rest do. of us. I do. Tell oh us, God. where does Julissa go to eat? Gonna, I already know what you're going to say. You're going to get me in trouble. No, you love everybody. But if you're on a date night, where are you going? Oh, my God. Okay. She's going to say so, Yuka. Be- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, so, um... <laughs> Am I wrong? No. So Laura, you know, like I said, I've lived here for 20 years. Um, I've seen all these businesses growing. You know, I've seen I've seen Riverdale Avenue grow. I remember when Sabatores first opened. How amazing is that? Wow. And now you see Ting Marin, you see Tobala, you see so many uh, other businesses. I want that to happen on Machuela. And but it's that's, happening. That's between you and me, right? It's happening. <laughs> so got anyone who's out there thinking of starting a business do it don't be afraid get a huge loan and start your business that's it just get a huge <laughs> loan she tells you so just just take out a big loan five million dollars just do it and just do it it will work but anyway getting back to where i like to hang out where do you like where do you hang i have a long list okay tell me tell us you come uh-huh and um, I hang out in Mama Juana uh-huh. and Timarín. Right. Uh, I love the cocktails at Tobala. Uh-huh. And of course, Sabatores. Who can forget Sabatores? Uh, I love going there. My husband goes there all the time. I love the way you say Salvatore. Salvatore. Uh, Salvatore. I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so all of these places I love. Oh, and let's not forget Emiliano's. You know, we have to, um, you guys have to check out Emiliano's. If you like Italian products, like from Italy, go Emiliano's. I know Laura's been there. I love it. Oh my God. Get I ready to shop when you get there. Yes, it's so cute. It's really what Mashalu needed. And yes. North Riverdale. Yes, because it makes it easier for my husband to cook on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to go to Little Italy anymore. So let's talk about Mashalu because you're on Mashalu and yes. you, um, you know, you could just do your thing, but no, you want to promote this corridor, this avenue. Yes. Yes. What inspires you to to do that and bring the community together? Well, I'm glad that you and I partnered up because that made a big difference. You know, my goal was to bring out the the moms, bring out the women from Riverdale and come out and do exciting things. Right. You know, um, you know that I also do the Riverdale pop-up market and that's another story, but I wanted the moms to come out and enjoy themselves. If the mom is happy, the husband is happy, the child is happy, the whole family. It's all about the mom. All about, yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Although, I have to say, and I hope Larry is listening, my first, first couple. Don't say Larry Adio. (laughs) Yeah? No. Oh, because I love Larry. My first couple Uh was, uh, was Larry and Papa. I called him Papa. And my first child was Antonino. And Antonino, still, I still see him. He's, he's what, eight years old? Oh, my God. And, um, and it was a gay couple. Uh-huh. It was my first uh, gay couple uh, that live in the community. And they were very involved. And I'm like, 
I love you guys. And we still, you know, we keep in contact. I, I have to go out with them one of these days. I don't know when. I have to make time. Laura, so feel special because I am here. You are here. This is not... 10 a.m. You know, she got me at 10 a.m. And she did bring some goodies from EJ's Bakery. Thank you That's so right. much. That's right. Thank you, Felipe. Felipe. So if you guys haven't tried Felipe's stuff, he's on... 261st. 261st, yes. Uh, North Ave. You have to try. It's really... Um, it's fresh. It's fresh. It's made there. It's amazing. Now, what's one thing you love about this community generally speaking and what's one thing that you can see it improve on well i love the community because um, a lot of the a lot of the people in riverdale the riverdaleans are very supportive yes um of new businesses and i love that and i and i always tell people please continue supporting us because without you we don't have anything we don't have anything a business wouldn't, you know, and during COVID, we had such a hard time keeping the business open. Just remember, two years ago, all the businesses were closed. They lost a lot of money. They lost customers. People moved out. People moved to Florida. I was thinking of moving to Florida. That's another story. But anyway, um, so it's hard. You, So it's very important for the Riverdaleans to show support. If there's an event, try to make it. Get a babysitter. Or sometimes you might not need a babysitter. But you have to come out and support. We need everyone to help us out. Right. To be better. Right. Because it's always there's always room to be better. There's always room to be better. Always. And I think maybe something that we can work on as a community is just communicating better, right? Yes. Yes. I, and include everybody. Include everybody. And not, you know, I think... And correct me if I'm wrong. I yes. think sometimes things can be clicky and it's not, you know, just include everybody, yes. you know? And that's one of the good things that you do, Laura. I have to give you credit for that. You do your best to include everybody. Um, sometimes we can't please everybody. It's hard to please everybody. It is hard to please everybody. It is hard, but we do our best. And that's the only thing we could do. Right. We're here to make Riverdale better. We're here for the families to stay and not go to Manhattan or go to, let's say, Queens, when you could find events here. So I'm excited about Bua Mashalu. Bua Mashalu. I also think when I was a kid, you know, my mom used to drive me up to Hudson Valley. That's where all the fun stuff was for families. Yes. There was nothing here. Exactly. So, I mean, you and I, we did this thing, Bua Mashalu. Uh, shout out to Angie, who decorates and helps us on this so yes, much. Yes, Angie's here. Angie's here. She's Angie, tech. say hello. Hi, guys. Uh, so, um... You know, it's just nice because businesses are busy. They don't have time. They're mm -hmm. struggling. They're suffering. They, you know, they they are just overwhelmed, burnt out. So we just say, hey, guys, like, we want to decorate the corridor. It's literally $25 to join. Mm -hmm. We decorate up and down the entire street. They get balloons outside. And the kids take a trail, like a little map. Yeah, a little trail. They start at Hugo's down on Broadway. And they just come up. And we have about, like, 20, 25 businesses yes. that participate. And, it's uh, very successful. Very successful. We did Boo and Mashaloo. We did a Chris Candy Cane Lane. Mm -hmm. And Mashaloo Loves You. Yes, we did that. And it was exciting because Mashaloo Loves You, we had the children from the Mount St. Vincent Bridge program. Those are children, uh, students who are on the spectrum. And we put, like, carnival games outside each spot. And the kids, like, the, the students loved it. They felt part of the community. The parents loved it. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a good idea. Yeah. You, you know? know? Just get people involved. Yes, get people involved.
all uh, get the families involved. You know, we have um, Angie. You know, Angie has her own business. Right. Uh, so, Just one pop away. Yes. So, but without her, we can't make this happen because we need to make it beautiful. And, and I think it's just for the children. The businesses like it too because they're like, okay, I don't have time for this, but yeah, I can buy a bag of candy. I can pay the $25 fee. It's very, you know, not, it's not that much. Yes. And they get the candy and then we take care of the rest. They yes. just give it out. If they too busy, we find a volunteer to give it out. Yes. And it just create. I mean, Boo on Mashaloo last year was wow. in there was hundreds I could not of believe people it. on that street. We couldn't keep keep up with all the kids that came to Escuelita. Crazy, crazy, but we love crazy, right? But we now. love, we live, we thrive. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, we love crazy. That's why we love each other. <laughs> but um, let's speak a little bit about the pop up market. You do yeah. north and south. So I started Riverdale Pop Up Market during COVID. Okay, I don't know if you know that. It just happened you know things sometimes I wonder like well how do these things happen but it just happened um I some people someone I remember someone contacted me I remember I forget who but someone contacted me and and asked about if I had space for rental because I I, we do that as well and and that's how it started and I'm like wait I I, I could actually have vendors that could come and sell their products. Most of the vendors that I have are female uh, small business owners that make their own things. They make their own soaps. They make their own creams, lotions, et cetera, et cetera. And it's mostly women-owned businesses. Mostly women. Mostly minority women. Okay. But not all of them. And that's how I met Angie because Angie used to come a lot to the pop-up. Right. Um, but anyway, it's a way for if you're if you have a business or you want to start a business or a lot of these women started making candles during that time because they needed to pay rent or of whatever. So they started make they taught themselves to make candles. And if you are one of those women that have an idea, whatever that idea is, and you want to put it out there, uh, you know, out there, Riverdale Papa Market will give you that opportunity to come um, and sell your stuff. And you have and North Riverdale affordable. is on the other side of Escalita Sophia, <clears throat> and South Riverdale's at Yo Burger. Yes, yeah, so I'm doing it. I'm doing my pop ups uh, at Yo Burger. Yo Burger. Yes, they were uh, very open to having these um, small businesses at their place. Shout out to Mario. Yes, gracias Mario, gracias Arian, um, because they're very supportive, and we're allowed to come. You know, to do the pop ups once a month. We're doing, uh, I think, once a month. And it's successful. Like People like to come and see it and. Yes, yeah, so we have to we have to tell people follow us. If you uh, have Instagram, follow us at Riverdale um, Pop Up Market, so you can see when we're having the pop ups. And if you also want to be a vendor, yes. And if you want to be a vendor, please send us a DM. Do you have any restrictions, like what we can sell, or pretty much anything? Uh, no restrictions. No restrictions. We're very. Yeah. Okay, because I've open. seen I've seen people they sell candles, soaps, um, some I don't know. Yeah, do you makeup. What else? Jewelry, uh, uh, cupcakes. The lingerie lady. <laughs> you hear Angie, right? <laughs> so what, we need animals. more men to come and shop for their wives. Yes. Okay, so keep that in mind, guys. And support local, you know, like, the, support you don't local, realize this. You. 
you look on Instagram, right? You see something like, I like it, I'm going to buy it. But why are people so hesitant to buy from their friends? Support your friend. Next time you have a, a, a gift for a teacher or something like that, why go on Amazon and buy it? You don't, you don't understand what it means when someone has their own business and they're at this pop-up shop or any pop-up, you know, any place, and you buy it and it's like, wow, somebody believes in what I do. And exactly. They, you, it's like a double win. And I, I just think people should... And, and you know, Laura, one of my daughters, she makes uh, her own, you know, she makes her own things. She makes resin and it takes a long time it's for beautiful. her. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful stuff. She has to wear the mask. It's a it's a big process and, and it's dangerous sometimes so people don't know this. I need and thank you Lana for, for sharing that because we should support these people that make their own things. I mean how does your daughter feel when someone buys something? I mean it's amazing. Yes. it's a, it, it, She feels happy. She wants to do something different. It's motivation to motivation. keep going. Motivation to keep going. And that's all we need is some motivation. So Fulan Mashalu, October 28th. Yes. Oh, date, October and, 29th. And also uh -huh. we're, I'm having uh, an event uh, on, uh, I'm having a book fair. Did I mention the book fair? You didn't say. Yeah, we're having a book fair. Okay, when's that? In September. Okay. Now, do you need book donations? or No. Um, so, actually, we're, we're having a book fair, and we're going to donate books. Free books. Okay. During our pop-up pop hour. Well, I have a lot of books in my storage that I need to find a home for, so <laughs> oh do God. you need books? <laughs> I have so many. Ah. But I want people to come out to the book fair. I'm going to put it out on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh I'll put out the dates and the time. You should totally read a book during the book fair for the kids. <laughs> yes, that's an idea. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to read. Angie, you want to read? Because when I'm having a bad day, I'm just going to come to Escalita <laughs> Sophia, drink an apple juice, and listen to stories. That's what I need. <laughs> Have a yogurt. <laughs> this is my life's goals. <laughs> so you heard this here. Jalissa did say, if I ever have a child, the child is getting a discount. And what's oh, wow. funny I is, forget that. I am not, <clears throat> so I am, um, Irish and my father is Jewish. My husband is Peruvian Ecuadorian, but I speak Spanish and he does not. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? So wow. I need you to teach my kids when I have them Spanish so we can all talk about my husband behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> can you like we go to a restaurant and that's like the beauty of New York. When we go to a restaurant, they're like Hola, and I'm like, dame un uh, pollo guisado con arroz con habichuela, and they're like, and he's like, I don't know, just order the rice and beans. <laughs> the beauty of New York. Uh, definitely, so. Laura is fluent. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, anything else you want to promote? Like, where can we find out more information? Is there an e a website, an email for Escalita Sofia? So, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, my number is nine one seven nine five two. 5872. We're on Instagram and it's called La Escuelita de Sofia Riverdale. And we're also, you could also follow us on um, Riverdale Pop Up Market. We're on Instagram and Facebook. And I'll, you know, contact us. I just want to leave this with one because you are such a strong woman. I admire you so much. Um, what is your advice to a woman specifically who is thinking about starting her own business but she's scared? What is your advice? I already gave you my advice, Laura, remember? What? No, but generally. <laughs> take, out take out a loan. Besides take out a loan. Just <clears throat> believing in it and, you know, emotionally. Well, it takes a lot of uh, emotion, definitely. Let me just tell you. One of the things that um, 
it's hard. It's hard to start. It's always hard to start. But once you start, everything seems to work out. And, you know, um, ask help from your friends, from your family. If you can't get a loan from the bank, that's okay. If you have a family, get money from them. I'm sure they will lend you money to start your own business. Uh, but don't be well, afraid. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> sometimes they, you know, I find, yes. and no, I find that sometimes people get more support from people outside. Uh, yeah, friends. Friends. Definitely, definitely friends. You know, yeah. But don't be afraid. Uh, ha- write down some goals. What are your goals? What, you know, what's, your, what's your vision? How do you see yourself? You know, how do you see the business? What do you see the business doing? And like, you know, we always have help. Don't we have Laura help? We have we Angie do. to help us all yes. the time. Oh my Without God. Angie, I would literally Angie, crumble up in a ball and I just explode. <laughs> are you breakfast? <laughs> oh, no, we, owe her, we owe her like a seven night trip to Cabo San Lucas. <laughs> so... Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Laura. Thank um, you for having me. I'm very, I'm very grateful to have this opportunity to to um, share some of. No, my... I think this is really. I think there's parents out there. They're going to hear this and say, "Wow, let me check out this place." And that's the goal here. So, with all our podcasts, um, this is, takes place at KRBC 505 West 236th Street. This will be promoted in our email blast. So, if you are not subscribed to the email blast, we have about 8,000 people who are subscribed. So, we will add a link with your website so people can, you know, just link. Awesome. It there that's so and great. social media and everything else so thank you so much Escalita Sofia Riverdale Pop-Up Market Boo on Mashaloo Friday the 13th Come thank out you so and much join us. <laughs> thank you Jalissa thank you De so nada. much until next time if you, if you have a story Laura the number four Bronx at gmail.com Gracias, email Angie. me we'll get you on here thanks Angie God Gracias. bless Adios. Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laurafourbronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.